have another LoJ Book Club pick. And, of course, uh, our book club is brought to us by the Book Club Restaurant. Be sure and mention the LoJ Book Club the next time you're at the Book Club Restaurant. And you'll enjoy a free hot toddy. Yes. On the house. And our, our we're so excited. We've never read one of Deborah's book. But Deborah Crombie is with us. Uh, her Duncan Kincaid and Gemma James. This is like 19th in the series. Um, we read it. It's our first time. Killing A Killing of Innocence. An absolute page turner, and we are delighted to meet you, Deborah. Hi, it's Hi. nice to meet you too. Actually, when I was reading your book, I did think I thought I know, I know these detectives, so I may have read one of your books because uh, we really do love a police procedural mystery thriller, and it was nice to know you could read out of order. Yeah, I tried to. Uh, I try to put in a little bit of background information in every book so that if you haven't read previous books in the series, you won't be, you won't be too lost. No. But I also want to make it interesting enough that people will want to go back and read the earlier books in the series and find out how you got to the present book. Well, mission it's accomplished. So, no, I know. Like Laura <laughs> said, the killing of innocence, a killing of innocence. It's the first time we've ever read you. Can you give everybody the setup of the book? I have uh, two Metropolitan Police detectives, and it's it's not too big a spoiler if you read the jacket copy on this book. Um, they started out as professional partners, and now 19 books later are married with a blended family. So this is uh, Detective Superintendent Duncan Kincaid and Detective Inspector Jenna James. Um, they are now actually on different teams, and Duncan's team uh, is investigating the stabbing of a young trainee, female young trainee doctor in historic Russell Square in Bloomsbury. Uh, Gemma gets to consult on the case because she's working on a task force um, collecting information on knife crime. So that's that's how I get both of them working on the case. It's so good, and, and like Lori said, I mean, you've done 19, this is your nineteenth book, and we've I've never read one before, and it I never could tell that I was missing out on anything or didn't have knowledge. I love the description. So you you're from Texas, but you spent a lot of time in Scotland and England. I lived in uh, in Edinburgh and in Chester in England, but I um I try to spend as much time every year in the UK as I can. Obviously the last couple of years were hard. Yes. <laughs> so I went back in October. It was my first trip since November, 2019. And I just, it was just fabulous to be there. Yeah. yeah. Walk the streets that are in the book. Yes. Well, and you can tell your love of, you know, in London and, you know, everything comes through in your writing because you do feel, even if you've never yourself been to London, you feel, you, you paint the picture of it and you can see the square, you can see the pub. I mean, it's just, it's very intoxicating how you tell your stories. I love those details. <laughs> um, that make you feel like you are actually in the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a I'm a geography nut. You are okay. Well, I mean, I, it it is. You paint that picture, and it really is. And I've only been to London, you know, a few times, but 
I was just like, you know, I need, really need to rethink that because you always forget how wonderful England is. People keep telling me they want me to organize walking tours yes. in London based on my book. Yes. That's a great idea. Okay, so if you're just joining us, we're talking with Deborah Crombie. Her latest novel is The Killing of Innocence, an absolute page turner, and I absolutely love it when a medical examiner is involved. <laughs> I mean, I... Oh, ever and since... he's a ditchy, he's a ditchy yeah. pathologist. I just find that so interesting. I remember like getting into it with Patricia Cornwell. Cornwell. Yeah, the well, K-Scarpetta character. All mm-hmm. that time ago, and so I... I love, love, love that. And how do you keep it fresh? I mean, so you've been writing about these two characters for quite a while. Um, do, do you struggle with that at all? Or how does a new idea come to you? Well, I, I've kind of had a floating timeline because every book has been contemporary when it was written. But my characters have only aged, you know, the their time has only gone forward about five years. Oh, was, nice. Which was a good idea because <laughs> otherwise they would be retired by this time. Right. Um, but, you know, the, the cast has kind of grown like Topsy and uh, they work different cases and there are more series characters that come into every book that I always want to write about. And um, so it it has stayed really interesting for me and hopefully for for readers too because we get to do something different in every book yeah i think if i were writing one character in one place that you would get tired of it yeah and you would probably get tired of it ah yeah i would get tired of it but i can never get in you know at this point in the series i can never get in all the characters that i really like well, you got a lot in, I thought. I mean, because yeah. for a first-time reader, I just loved it, and I and I really was thrown off. I mean, I couldn't figure it out oh, at all, at all. The ending, yeah. And so I love a mystery that takes you all the way to the very, very end, and mission accomplished, Deborah. It's just, you, it, we're really excited that we finally got to read you and know about you now and can go back, like you said, and read some of your other books. Well, they're all available. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> which is great, and uh, but it's fine to start with the new book, and yeah. then it's, you can you can go back and dip into the series in other books. Deborah, were you were you a Nancy Drew fan when you were a kid? I was. I um, I I, I believe it. I I mean I can see that because I feel like there's with a lot of people who love writing mysteries, they they lost they started with Nancy Drew. I think so many of us did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the mysteries were all that good looking back on it, but it doesn't uh, matter. You know, we loved, yeah, we, we loved, loved the setup. Yeah, we loved reading and going along on the adventure. And also, Nancy Drew was very aspirational. If you read her, you know, before Title Nine and you know before Birth Control Pills, you think about it. She's a very aspirational uh, character for yeah, for, for women. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Um, she was. I've been uh, I've been listening to um, Lucy Worsley's biography of Agatha Christie, which has been really interesting too. And what an aspirational character she was. Yes, we have our our friend who's yes. a movie critic is a real Agatha Christie Christy. nut, and um, I remember when he read this book. Is this the book that talks about those like 
20 days where Agatha Christie disappears? Uh, I think she does cover that. I oh, she does. Okay. Far. Okay. But it, it, it is supposed to be like, you know, it's new. It just came out and it's supposed to be like the okay. definitive Agatha Christie biography. And so far, and she reads it herself. I'm actually listening to it on Audible and it's oh. really interesting. And anybody who thinks Agatha Christie books were cozy hasn't read them very carefully. Oh. No, they haven't. And you think about how many ways they've remade some of her books into movies over and over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? They seem to be pretty timeless. Deborah, I think that was one of the... Go ahead. Oh, I think that was one of the first things that made me want to go to England and write English books. Reading Agatha mm-hmm. Christie now. Oh, I love that. I know. Um, Deborah, I could see um, Duncan Kincaid and Gemma James. I mean, being in a TV series, I think of... You know, some of the shows that we have, Slow Horses, you know, Happy Valley. I mean, they're, what, what's going on with the, the TV series interest? Oh, my, uh, my Audible narrator also reads Slow Horses, and oh. he's fabulous. So I love those, too. Um, I, well, we've had a couple of options for TV series mm-hmm. that haven't just haven't quite worked out, and I think my agent is talking to somebody else okay. at the moment but yeah. i've learned to just kind of not ask too many questions right. and if it happens it happens yeah so but yeah. it would be so much fun it, it know, really I, would I, just, I think you could do do great things with this cast of characters well look oh, at I, how long it took louise penny to right. get inspector gamache to the small screen yeah, it yeah, does take a long a good time. Job too. Mm-hmm. I think it was a pretty emotional experience, but uh, but I think they did a good job. Yeah, I think so. Well, we loved meeting you, Deborah. Uh, thank you so much. Now I hope we're going to be on your radar. So the next book that comes, comes out, out, you get a request from, and your publicist says, "Oh, these this Lori and Julia want to talk to you." You'll remember and say, "Oh yeah, I want to talk to those ladies." I would love. I would love to, and I'm so glad you enjoyed the book, and I hope you'll go back and pick up some of the earlier ones. Absolutely. Did we lose her? I don't think so. Deborah? I'm still here. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time again. And uh, the book is A Killing of Innocence. We both read it page, page, page. I even finished before you, Lori. You did. Which is unusual, Deborah. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And for our listeners, uh, we have a couple copies to um, send out to you. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. And we're going to take a break. Bye, Deborah. Bye, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. We'll be right back.